So welcome to episode three, how to play the game. So this is a bit ominous, this is a bit kind of bizarre. So everything in life is a game. And with the media industry, it is an absolute game. And I learned this very early. So going back to my Sunshine TV days, I'm kind of too young to understand it. I was literally just running and bumping in the walls. I learned this at Frame Set and Match and also Advertising Advantage. Now playing the game is quite simple. You need to keep a facade that is rock solid. You shouldn't panic, you shouldn't scream and yell. Now everyone who's worked with me will laugh and go, you are absolutely the opposite of that. I read the situation. There is times to panic and then there's times to chill out. There's times to be funny and there's times to be serious. And playing that game and playing it well will lead you to a fantastic manager. And a manager needs to understand what the game is. Now, the game also can be indicated to your sex. It's a tough subject to talk about. And unfortunately, women in, in the industry of uh, media are completely left out. There's tremendous amounts of wealth in all the uh, women that I worked with. And it's a controversial kind of uh, conversation piece. And I don't want to harp on it too much. But every single person that I managed, I treat as an individual and as even. Never would I look at someone and think, oh, you're this and that and here and there, come from wealth, you're a certain skin color, you're a certain height, you're a certain weight, you're a certain color. Oh, it's boring. I look at people as face value. And this comes from my dad. Now, my dad was a car salesman for many, many years and an absolute shyster. So he taught me to accept what people say. If someone's going to be angry with you, walk away. If someone's been quiet, liven them up and kind of be the opposite, but then don't push it. And that's the real key ingredient, knowing when to stop. Again, comes back to playing the game. Now, in the TV industry, you have to understand that it's a very stressful environment. A lot of people are up against it. Um, a clock on a wall in a TV station is God. And one second feels like an eternity. Um, when I was a presentation officer at Sunshine TV, I put black to air. I made the biggest screw up of my entire life by skipping the first episode of a pre-recorded news. I froze. Now, Michael Drew, who was there, he jumped in, pushed me to the side. There's no airs and graces here. When it's live, it's live. You don't get to undo it. And that's a really key point to understand as well. Michael Drew could have just sat there and went, oh, you know, it's Craig's fault, let him die. But he was looking at the bigger picture. The integrity of the station had been infiltrated. I had fucked up big time. Now, I backed out. I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know how to fix the problem. I was young. I was green. That incident, that's nearly 30-odd years now, has made me still get the cringe or the horrible feeling of something completely screwing up. Now, dragging that over to Foxtel... Foxtel is a big beast. You can get away with murder in large places. Now, some people thrive on that. I think it's disgusting because in the big companies, you shouldn't be able to hide. You should be able to be accountable for your actions. At Frame, Set and Match, it was a, a dozen people, hugely talented people, all with massive egos. I fell out of loads of people there and they fell out of me. But the key was the brand. The brand of Frame, Set and Match in the early noughties, was huge. These guys were punching out fantastic, absolutely out-of-the-world stuff. Compared to 
um, the lab, which had hundreds of people, massive sausage factory, um, Omnicon, again, boutique um, post-production company, and Mesh 22, huge creative company. You can't hide in those small places. You have to actually hold the flank. You have to make sure that you're doing the best you can possibly do. Playing the game, it's quite simple. You do not throw people under the bus. You do not blame other people. You do not hide things either. The simplest thing to do is say, I don't know how it happened. I'll tell you what, that will bite you in the ass. You cannot hide behind mistakes. You learn from mistakes. People around you will help you learn from mistakes, but you cannot hide it. Trust me, I tried it twice and it blew up in my face twice. Um, Walk away from that. Playing the game is also understanding the people around you. Do not, and I underline this and put it in bold, trust the manager that you're working with. Managers don't have all the answers. Managers try to do their best. But when you're looking at multiple different personalities of multiple different levels of expertise and knowledge, it's tough. A good manager will let their client, let the um, employees do the best they can possibly do. An analogy I always use, managing a football team or soccer, depending where you're listening. You have amazing people on the pitch. If one's not performing, you take them out and put someone else in. If you need a different tactic or a different kind of vision, you remove people and you put another person in to change it. That's what managing is all about. I've had some great managers, some really shit managers, and probably two fantastic managers. One mentor. That's the thing. You have a person that you mentor against and you follow them. The person I mentored against is not the biggest likable person in the world, but he's tremendously charismatic and he does lots of amazing things. He's taught me how to play the game very well as well. Now, standing back and manipulating and producing and you know being very, very unscrupulous about doing your actions is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about watching your surroundings. Have a peripheral of what's going on. Understand what people are at. The second you get that little kind of that mechanism of understanding, you're in. It's a relationship. You first start going out with someone, you're all nice, it's all good. Then you start seeing their quirks, then you start seeing the things they're doing wrong. You don't go and dive in on them if they've had a hard day. Some people love that. Some people think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. You observe, you understand, and you attack when it's right. One day, someone might want your work or you might want them to work for you. And trust me, the industry I'm in is one big washing cycle of people coming in and coming out and you always bump into them. People I know have burnt bridges like there's absolutely no tomorrow. I've burnt one or two, but I can walk with my head high. I can reach out. I don't worry about LinkedIn. I enjoy people reaching out to me. My past hasn't come to haunt me yet but I don't have that much to worry about. I've kind of cleaned up my mess as I've gone through and I've matured and I've understood. The next big one of playing the game is what I call the MasterCard. Now, it's not a manipulous kind of way. Think about a MasterCard as credit. Now, with any credit card, if you've got no credit on it, it can't be used. Using this credit card is a methodical thing that I put in my head. And let me break it down. I will do loads of free stuff for loads of people. And a lot of people are going, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Craig, I really appreciate it. But what I'm doing, I'm slowly filling up that credit card for one day, 
I'll need to ask a big favor out of people. And the entire industry is on favors. First words out of time, can you do me a favor? Can you help me out? Can you do this? Can you do that? It's an industry built on trust. It's an industry built on friendship and favors. And that, again, comes back to playing the game. If you play the game so well, you will end up not doing any work. Now, is that the goal? As a manager, I was... Let me explain this. I've managed many people. Um, One of the ones at Foxtel, there was dozens of people I was managing, and it was a nightmare. I was too young. I had ranges of 18 to, say, 50. Um, It was tough. I thought an iron fist and what I said goes was the right way, and it was wrong. Absolutely wrong. I went to AdStream. I tried to manage people as well. It was difficult. They're your mates. It just doesn't work. It's tough. It's stressful. You end up trying to be their friend. It's just wrong. Then came Honeycomb. Honeycomb allowed me to build my own group. Now, these are personalities that I love. Now, Simon Noon, Kenny Lokeman, Aaron Corbett. These are, and you know, loads of others. I don't want to miss anyone out, but they're the three key guys that I associate the way it should be. Brilliant people. Tell them once. They come with solutions. They come moaning. They come complaining. They come laughter. There are tears, there's screaming, there's yelling, there's laughter. All of those assets roll into a superb team. If you are the manager and you are the only one spitting dictation at people to say, you must do this, you must do that, then you turn around and shrug your shoulders going, oh, my staff shit. They're not. It's you, the manager. You have to let people do the work. People want to work as a manager. Howard Dioff told me from Sunshine TV, you know you're managing when you're not managing. I went, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm 19, I don't know what's happening. And it's such a true statement. My granddad, who was a bus driver, said you never get famous or rich between nine and five. Didn't know what he talked about. Don't say that you have to work till midnight or one o'clock in the morning or get up at five and do stuff. Getting up early is great. Exercise, get your day ready. But being a manager and playing the game, I'm not manipulating anyone. I'm giving people strength. I'm giving people power. I'm allowing people to problem solve. Humans are brilliant problem solvers. Just need to give them the right puzzles. Now, I won't name names, but one person is great at solving puzzles. One's great at solving Rubik's Cubes. One's great at doing maths. One's great at English. You know the strengths. Again, playing the game. Now, being sleazy and lurchy and kind of crude and swearing and doing that sort of stuff, you're not filling up that credit card. You're draining it because people will run a mile from you. Who would you want? Why would you want someone to help if they're sitting there swearing and being lewd and crude and what have you? There's a time and a place to do everything. And that's it. The industry I'm in, which I love, requires that little valve to let off the, st- the, the stress and the steam. And how you do that is associating yourself with friends. Now, all my friends are in the industry. I don't have any friends outside the industry. Um, I try, I do, but you're on a different wavelength. It's not an IQ snobbery or anything of that nature. It's just that you're always planning and looking at things five steps ahead. When I first went out with Nicola, my wife, she couldn't understand I could get up and do public speaking. It's not. You're kind of planning ahead. It's like a buffering ahead. You know where you're talking, what you're doing. 
I'm not the best public speaker in the world. I make loads of mistakes. I really don't care. I love saying what I know because it might help someone. It's not giving me kudos. People that know me know me very well to say, he's not in it for the glory. Yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. I'm doing podcasts. It's not about me. It's about one person out there going, you know what? I've got a story. I might do a podcast. You know what? I know how to do something that someone else doesn't do. I'll do a YouTube channel. It's about that. It's not about the money. It's not about the glory. It's not about any of that. It's about filling up that credit card, allowing people to be who they are, and allowing people to, you know, live their life. Because trust me, the media industry is not a nine to five job. Um, If people tell you that, they're lying. When you're starting out, it is long hours because there's a lot to learn, a lot to do. I'm now 30 years into this. I'm still learning. I mean, Python, machine learning, big data, blockchain. There's so much to understand and you just need to be able to filter out the noise. Filtering out the noise is another thing about the game. You can sit there and get bogged down in politics and it's fun. Gossip and, you know, who's doing what and how we play this out. Every single thing in my industry is about a play and who has got the playbook. How does it work? How do we get to that client with our competitor not doing it? How do we better ourselves? What's new? What's better? What's fantastic? How will we shine? How do we re- rebirth our product range? It's all there. Now, it's not written down. You can't look it up. It's all being written in history as we speak. And that's the fun thing. If I was an accountant, I could look up a formula. If I was a lawyer, I could look up a book. If I was a doctor, I could understand a journal. In my industry, it's a creative industry, it's a technical industry. Two of the industries that are on the crest of a wave flying at 100 miles an hour. So you can either jump off or you could jump on. I choose to jump on because I love it. The amount of thrill I get from hearing about the people that have helped through my career are in high levels, great fun, enjoying themselves. That's what I want. I love that. And I love that people are involved. Now, moving forward, what's the future going to bring? I have no idea. All I know is that I'm trying to keep my head down. I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to be the best I can. There you go, guys. Thanks for listening. And in the next episodes, it's going to be loads of fun. So tune in.